As you all know, election time is right around the corner. October 3rd, we all must be voting. Do you know who you're voting for yet? The Empower Hour, we're here just doing what we can to educate you guys. Today we have Alex Terrell, the leader of the Parti Vial du Québec. So that's the um, Provincial Green Party of Quebec. And uh, he's going to be sharing with us what his platform plans are, what his views are, and uh, what we can expect from the Green Party this year. Today on the Empower Hour. Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring empower to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. Blessing beautiful people. I hope your day started right, going better, and ends great. We ask that this episode rises your energy and shares nothing but love and light. Let this episode be empowering, entertaining, and absolutely delightful and be the audio food you need to nourish your mind spirit and soul oh i love that okay <laughs> did too bad on that one right oh that was perfect ladies and gentlemen you are listening to gina the great's blessing of the show this morning or this morning this evening however whenever you're listening to it yes as uh today it's it's uh it's a girl's it's a girl's night yes it is it it's is. a girl's night it's always great always great when we have those girls nights I, I think all we have to do, though, we got to make sure we stick to the time. Yes. Because we, we have the gift of gab when it comes down to it. Yeah, we do. We Ka- do. We can do that. We can. Yeah. We, we got it. We got it covered, guys. We do. We do. Yeah. Um, Kai, how was your week? My week was, um, I don't know. It was very, it was, I don't know. It was a little bit slow for me. Yeah. I felt like I was tired a lot this week. Mm-hmm. It was a, like, I felt like very drained. Um, almost like the beginning of the week for me, um, like tired me out so much that I didn't have much left for the rest of the week. It was just like, almost like snap, crackle, pop, but like almost like the opposite, like, how do you say, fizzle, sizzle, (laughs) blop, maybe. (laughs) Fizzle, sizzle, blop. I don't want to eat that for breakfast. Yeah, this is kind of, this is what the week was coming up on. So, um, I just made a plan that I'm going to, um, this week I'm going to have a better week. Okay. And I'm going to plan a little bit. So tomorrow morning, like on my mornings, I was um, telling you guys last week that um, I started driving my niece to school in the mornings because mm-hmm. um, a lot of children don't have school buses right now. Why? What do you mean? School bus drivers are on strike. A lie. They want more money. I mean. It's, and it's only right, right? I mean, everyone wants more money right now. Inflation's killing everyone. For sure. For sure. But the people are like, well, listen, you drive a bus, you drive a bus, but. They got but, your but children's exactly. little tiny beautiful lives in those buses, right? 100%. So pay the people their money, yes. But so I so I'm driving this my niece to school in the mornings, and it's a pleasure for me. Um, but it's very early in the morning, so it's also adding to my my new part of my cycle where I want to be waking up earlier and having more energy and doing something. So, um, I told you guys some months ago that I purchased a new elliptical in my living room, like a gym style elliptical. So tomorrow will be my first official day, like getting on it for more than five minutes. Okay. Because I've been doing like five minutes, five minutes, five minutes to just to get somewhere. my my mind yes. right. 
Yeah. Um, so that kind of inspired me to do some laundry and um, just add some extra little zhuzhs to the house. So that's what I did this week. And in the this week coming up, I hope to purchase some paint and I want to paint. So um, my last week being so like raggedy, I feel like made me want to spruce up this week here because mm-hmm. I feel like it says a lot about, you know, where we're at, how our space looks and feels to us. Right. So that's my um, that's my week in a nutshell, just like my, my how my week went and what it inspired for the week to come. So that's where I'm at right now. So it's inspired me to get my life. My house is like, get your life, girl. Get your life together. Yes. But how I, was? You, how about you, Gigi? Good. It, good. I think I have a very similar thing, but I wanted to say that um, I, I do feel like when your house is in disarray, uh, I usually take that as a warning sign that things aren't good on the inside. Yes. So when... When the chaos is, on, is internal, mm-hmm. the chaos will start will start presenting itself in your external space. Yes. And so if I wake up and I'm just like, Yo, why is clothes everywhere? Why are there dishes in my sink and whatnot? And then mm-hmm. I have to kind of stop and think like, all right, let's figure this out. What's going wrong? Right? Like yes. Yeah. If when the universe is talking to you, you don't listen, well, the chaos yeah. starts to spill over. I think for me more is that I just really haven't had time. Like I start, mm. I start told y'all, I think I told y'all too, I start doing this Uber thing. Right, right. And... You know what? I drive every single day. I could drive 12 hours a day, no problem, doing the stuff that I want to do. But this Uber thing is draining me. So now I put in eight hours. I'm exhausted like I worked like a 12, 16-hour day. Mm. I'm exhausted. And the people are weird sometimes. And I had this one guy just watching the app from the back seat. Like every, and he's like, this is not the turn. This is not the, but I'm like, where you, where's telling me to go right now is a lot of traffic. I'm going to go this way. Now go this way, go that way. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to let you tell me where to go. You direct me. Okay. Cause that's what I was also told to do on the videos, right? Studying for the course. Child, this man got in the back seat and told me I'm. Go go this way. I went that way, and it was the wrong way. And we ran into a lot of traffic. And I was so upset. But you know what? It doesn't cost them more. It doesn't? It reads like it's my fault, right? They're not saying I... They don't know he's directing me. So when he gets out of my cab after 27 minutes, and the meter says 12 bucks, 14 bucks, I'm like, are we finna have a problem? So it's exhausting. It's taxing. And sometimes the calls are so good. Yeah, 48 bucks one call. That's great. Mm-hmm. A $10 tip. Amazing. But it doesn't always go like that. So I have been peeved. And that, yeah, 8 o'clock, I'm in the bed. So right now is like, for me, I'm like exhausted. It's, it's past your bedtime. Yeah. But um, the difference with when you're, when you're riding around on your own time, doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. You're not exchanging energy with unknown people. Yes. And so it's the give and take. So like when you have those good rides with good energy people, I'm sure it it increases your your mood and yes. everything's good and you're ready to go. But if you have Mr. Turn here and you're stuck in traffic. <laughs> Mr. Turn here. That's you know, exactly it. That that changes that whole mood. Uh. But another thing too, <clears throat> something I have to continuously remind myself, we are in the Mercury retrograde and it is I'm, I'm not letting it kick my butt mm-hmm. because anytime I start getting into my mind, I'm just like metro, Mercury retrograde, mm-hmm. Mercury, Mercury re- retrograde. Gosh, mm-hmm. I can't even say it. Say yes, that right. That's why I said, you know why the universe said, don't say it. 
Right, just let it go, right? <laughs> but in this time, too, you're not supposed to um, be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, and like understand that there's there's things that are that just are. And it's the energy that it is. The energy's heavier. So mm-hmm. don't do anything crazy. Don't make any big decisions. Don't go spending all your money because you might regret it after October 3rd. Um, but just don't... Really? Be, yeah, because the retrograde, like, everything is kind of... If you start feeling very paranoid, too, like, we spoke about this uh, last week or the week before last, you start feeling a little more paranoid and all these different things. So give yourself a break. Yeah. Take it easy on yourself and everybody else. Because that, too, you can be snapalicious during these times. <laughs> so, just, you know, take yes. take a beat. Super extra testy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's I, that's kind of how I took my, my week. I even went out for a walk when it was, you know, I have to say, I went out to walk, but it was like raining. It was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, come hell or high water, I wanted to, I needed to leave my place. Uh, just when you work from home and you're in your same four walls, after a while you kind of lose it a bit. Mm. And um, it was drizzling, but as soon as I walked out, it pretty much stopped. And it stopped for like the 35, 45 minute walk that I did, and then it poured. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys remember it on Tuesday, last Tuesday, it poured. It poured to the point where there was a lot of flooding, actually. Oh, it flooded all, all over the place. All over the place, yeah. For sure. But I was just like, look at God just being like, she needs this. Yes. Let me give her this quick 35, 40 so she can just. I believe in that. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. I'm the moment I walked back in my place, call it five minutes, and it started coming down. Yeah. I'm a believer. And um, the only other thing I did too this week was, uh, so we were celebrating Pharaoh's birthday uh, on Saturday at his cottage. Um, so we, which is a line, you know, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't, nothing where you know you have to prepare too much, and, whatnot. and I find those are always the nicer ones. It's, it's without having the, the pr- not the pressure, but the um, just the uh, the energy of having to prepare, and making sure things are ready. No, you just show up. Yes, it is what it is. Chill, yes. have a drink or don't. Yes, and then always oh, the fire pit. And man, fire is mesmerizing. Yes, it is. There's something about it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what it was, but I, I want to say, I think I spent most of my time just staring into the fire. Wow. Just that is so fire. beautiful. Went in and uh, hugged the tree. To really? Just, you know, like, well, hug it. I didn't actually get around to hugging, hugging it, but I just like, I touched, oops, uh-huh. I touched the tree, really just like change the energy. Cause they say some of the, the best ways to ground yourself is by touching a tree because their roots are yes. so deep. Yes. And whatnot. So that's, uh, for an uneventful week, it was pretty that's beautiful. beautiful. I'm sad that I missed that on Saturday. Oh, you know what? That's okay though. I'm sad. There. Well, you know, you know, um, the holistic retreat area is always available. I think he's there every weekend no, too. No, well, I would have so. wanted to be there for Pharaoh's birthday. I just thought that we were doing a birthday party tonight, so I know I remember things got switched up. And... Oh, that was supposed to be last week. Yeah, because his his official birthday was on the on Monday the twelfth. Oh, um, but uh, but you know. We'll work it out. Yeah, we we, we got stuff coming up. I don't like that my mind is all over the place like that, but it's okay. We'll have to get out of this Uber and get into something else. I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be better. Um, so tell me about um, what's been going on. Like, what's your, like, what's your, your dynamics like this what week? Mean? Like, what, what, what was going on this week? Besides doing, like, Pharaoh's birthday or whatever, and the, and the like, what's, what was your week like this week? No, I think I think highlight my, of your week. My hi- the highlight of my week, man. Honestly, I wonder if my brain is 
on on shut off because I don't think I have a much of a highlight because like I'm saying it's, it's a little more low key mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a week. Okay. Because I'm just I'm I'm keeping myself safe from the retrograde. <laughs> so <laughs> I need you to tell me some more about this though because I heard that. Um, all of the signs are in a retrograde except for like two or three. Oh, really? This is what I heard. Yeah. I was like, they so were certain like, signs aren't affected are in different retrogrades though. Like oh. there's a retrograde, like each sign is in and a certain retrograde, not each of them are in the, in, well, no, I in think, the sa- um, we're not all in the same retrograde. And then three of the signs or two of the signs are not in the retrograde. Well, let me tell you something. We're definitely going to have to look out for somebody out there who understands this stuff more than we, because I'm about to give you guys some straight um, assumptions. Give me some stuff. But I think it might have something to do with, so you have your astrological sign and then you have your, um, what's the one where they, like, they, they say, um, say, so say I'm a Capricorn, but um, my... Like on the Chinese calendar, but you're a monkey? No, no, not... Or, the, or your <laughs> no. star family? No, not the star family. It's it's kind of like um, you're rising. I think it's called. Okay. Yes. 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 So like, so your moon. Your yeah, rising. Your yes. Your, your Venus. Your sun your, and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that might affect depending on on what your uh-huh. your other rising sign is or whatnot. It okay. may be it may be your name. However, when I when I what I've heard about the retrograde more so is it affects um a lot of technology mm-hmm. and that's been the other thing actually if you want to talk about well it wasn't a highlight but i was having a lot of issues with the wi-fi mm-hmm. um yeah my my just everything just like shutting down yeah and all kinds of things and i definitely had some issues from that standpoint uh this week actually yes you too i had it on my uber app i was taking trying oh, to take the calls and it was saying sorry something's wrong sorry something's wrong so there was a couple of days in a row where i had to like get off i had to download on um uninstall the app reinstall the app and it still wasn't working and yeah. i just had to stop working for like two hours three hours my phone shut down on itself it got hot and then it shut down what's happening oh you know what and my phone wouldn't hold a charge yeah I'm i ended up buying two chargers and then the charger fell and broke. i swear you just said this and now i'm like oh my gosh wait a minute right yeah no i and the thing is it's like it was it shut down on me in the middle of like my ways telling me where to go. Like I knew where to go, but I now you have to ways anywhere in Montreal just to try to avoid the, the closed streets and stuff. Right. But um it closed to me it closed on me in the middle of my ways on my way oh my gosh, yeah, I had to go do my blood test this week. I was doing my blood test and I was trying to find a parking lot and whatnot and I had all my information on my phone too. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, shut down. Then I paid for parking in the parking lot, but it wouldn't print the ticket that I'm supposed to leave in my car. So now I'm in the hospital to get my blood test. And, jeez, you know, I forgot about all this that I was doing this week. To get my blood test, but now I have to go print my, my hospital card, mm-hmm. eight people in front of me. So now I'm already late for my appointment. Mm-hmm. Now I go to where the, the lab is. There's, like, maybe four or five people in front of me. But the the registering people takes longer than the actual testing of the blood. That's right. And th- I'm even more stressed because I'm like, I don't want to get a ticket because I know I paid. Yes, but there's no proof of it of the payment. on my will um, in my will sh- uh, on my windshield. Yes, so I'm just like, yo, this. That's why, lay low. <laughs> like this week was a lay low because there was a lot of those frustrating things mm. that were happening. So yeah, there was a couple little things that actually made me spend some money. I had to go buy. Uh, Hope you a, kept your receipts. A window mount. What? Well, bring back these charges that you bought that you clearly didn't need. 
I need them. Oh, you need them? Yeah, because the, 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 it's still retrograde. <laughs> Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still retrograde. Well, keep your receipt. Bring it back. I'm, I'm just happy. I just want to shout out to the retrograde that you've only just been messing with my phone and not the. Oh no, it's not true. Oh. Oh no, it's not true. Oh no. Uh huh. Yeah. You know what? Me and my little, me and my little boo thing, we broke up. It's crazy. I just. I not, it's messing with our minds because I was just like, "What did I do this week? Oh, yeah, I forgot. This was last night. We broke up. A lie. Nope. Oh, really? Yeah. True story. I'm tripping right now. How did I forget that so quick? Yeah. Ma'am. Yeah, I know. Spill the tea. Yeah. I mean, spill what you want to spill. You know what? So I, um, in the spirit of trying to learn how to date again, mm-hmm. I have accepted some things that I know that I shouldn't have. Just trying to, like, learn again, really. Not yeah. taking it too seriously. Yeah. Trying it different ways. You know, the good way, the bad way. Um, and just seeing what better fits on me because I haven't really dated. I, my my relationships that I've had, had were so long that not really dating for 11 years keeps you out of the loop of dating. Yeah. yeah. So now, um, I just, I have some small requests I feel like things that I ask for that are small things I take care of myself I do all my own stuff um if you have something financially to bring to the table that's great but if I like you like you you don't got to really worry about it like that but I do expect to be treated like somebody take me out do some things but if I find that we in my living room um you know any more than four times a month and we on a date, like supposed to be trying to have a date. And when I find we find ourselves in my living room doing the date, yeah, I'm not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I want to do some things. I want to explore. I want to go out. Like I'm, I'm, I know what my living room look like. Yeah. I'm here often enough. Like. Yeah. And don't got to always be anything expensive either, but take me somewhere that I want to ask me what I like. And take me somewhere I want to go, you know? So, anyways, I just feel like it's always something, right? And I feel like when a man gets a little lackluster with you, it's probably because he's entertaining someone else. And so, I am the type of person that I don't care. I'm going to go looking. And I'm not really tripping. I just want to hear. I just want the truth, right? And if I don't feel like I'm not getting the truth from you, I'm going to find it. And then I'm going to be like, listen, why you just didn't? So, anyways... I just feel like I gave this person way too many chances to just do the right thing. And I know they're not capable. I know they don't have it in them. But it was fun while it lasted. You know, we had a great time. We had a great run. Um, And I'm not angry, but I just feel like I deserve a lot better. And it's time for me to, to move accordingly because I've never allowed anything like this before in my life. But like I said, in the spirit of trying some stuff and not being such a hard ass all the time, you know? Yes. But, um, and we we going a little over this morning. uh, I keep saying this morning, right? But like, we're going a little over in our round table on this, but, um, the one time I did that and tried something different from, to the point where I was accepting things that I don't normally accept. Mm-hmm. That was the worst and most damaging um, yes. relationship that I had. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was like two years on and off, and it like it. I have to say, it damaged me more than the um, long term relationships. Yeah, but it damaged me more than the the one where I I called off my wedding. Yes, you know what I mean. So like, cause you're 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 trying to you're it's it's beyond compromising Mm. Mm. it's beyond compromising and 
there's no point of doing that. Yes. Because you have everybody in, so you're all... You're, and you know what? This is good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this for our, t, our, our T-mail, or what's the T-mail, yes. because... It has it has some correlations there. Yes, so, yes, okay. we'll, yeah. We'll, so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll full circle on yes, that. Yes, I love this. Let's take a quick positive cause. Just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca. If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to that next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com. You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads. Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals, we're proud to stand behind his work. Check out javalogics.com. No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Farrell, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance, educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. WestCanFolk.com. Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so. <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanated Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. All right, well, let's get into it. Parlay with, with the, the people. Parlay with 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 the people, y'all. All right, beautiful people. I am so glad to be back and to be back with this guest. Um, 
So as you guys know, we have been here on the Empower Hour, we have been on this political awareness campaign. And so we are back and uh, the section is that we're talking about now. Oh yeah, so we're now in Parley with the People. Um, and Parley with the People is where we like to educate you all in terms of members of the community, connect you with, with great people doing awesome things. Um, we go from politics to business owners, to organizations, to just individuals who have something pressing on their chest that they wanna share with the community. Um, and we're super glad to be able to do this um, for you guys every single week. With no further ado, I want to introduce our guest, Alex Terrell, who is the leader of the um, Parti Vin du Québec. So that is the Green Party that you guys know I speak highly of all the time, because as you guys know, as I say it all the time, I am Earth. We need to remember our connection to the planet. Um, so with no further ado, welcome, Alex, to our show, The Empower. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So, um, so first off, we just dive right in. One of the things um, the, I was talking to you a little bit off air, why we do this is just to create awareness, first off. For those who might not even be aware of the, the, the Green Party, like what you guys stand for, what's your stance, what's your agenda, so to speak. So I'll give you the, I'll give you the floor to just introduce yourself, introduce the party and what we, are, what we should be looking forward to from the Green Party. Perfect. Thanks a lot. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. So as you mentioned, uh, my name is Alex Cyril. I'm the leader of the Green Party of Quebec. I've been in this position for uh, nine years this week, actually. I was elected to the role at age 25, up to 34 uh, years old now. And uh, Green Party of Quebec is an eco-socialist party. So for us, eco-socialism means uh, talking about the environment, but also uh, making sure that the people are well taken care of, that we have uh, access to a high quality public healthcare system, that our schools are in good shape, and that there's a social safety net in which uh, nobody is uh, left behind. We also have a very inclusive identity policy. So we're against uh, racism and discrimination and want to build an inclusive Quebec there where everybody has, uh, has a place. And uh, some of the issues that we're putting forward in this election campaign is free public transit for everybody. We want to make transit free and expanded massively across uh, the province, talking about many new uh, metro lines, for example, uh, you know, really giving people the tools that they need to go without a, a car. We want to make life uh, more affordable, combat uh, inflation, particularly with, uh, with groceries and that sort of thing, and also uh, give people the means to own their own apartments because you know, for a whole generation of people, the idea of being able to own your home or own your apartment uh, is something that, that's become out of reach. So we think that the government has a really important role to play in, in, in helping people out and making sure that we have access uh, to all the different services uh, that we need. And of course, being an environmental party, while well, we want to, you know, spend a lot of money protecting the environment, we're talking about $500 billion for a transition to clean energy and for protecting the environment. So, so those are some of the uh, the main things that we're putting forward in this uh, campaign. Wow. So that's huge. I have all kinds of questions. So good. I'm glad you you listed those things out. Um, and it's like, I almost want to start from the bottom up because now this 500 billion to protect, like basically to, to switch over to cleaner energy. Um, can, can you elaborate a little bit on that? And I, and I have a second question on the same, on the same point. Yeah, sure. So, you know, for us, uh, looking at uh, Quebec now, we need massive investments in, in, in clean energy and, and also in protecting the environment. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that really sets us apart uh, from the other parties. Like if you look at the others, you've got Quebec Solidaire, they're talking about something like 35 billion for the environment over four years, simply not enough. 
Uh, Green Party of Quebec, we say 500 billion because we want to build, you know, new subway lines uh, in Montreal and Quebec City and Gatineau. Uh, we want to have high-speed rail. We want to, uh, you know, make sure that uh, our wastewater is being properly treated, that our uh, garbage and waste is being disposed of in the most environmentally uh, friendly way. Uh, we want to protect our lakes and rivers. We want to make sure that uh, agriculture is done in a much uh, cleaner way. And so all of these things, you know, do cost money. And people say, well, where are you going to get the money? Well, the way that we're going to get the money is by taxing uh, rich people, the 1%, uh, big corporations, multinationals, mining companies, carbon emissions. Uh, we don't want to increase taxes on people who are making less than $100,000 a year, you know, so most people have absolutely nothing to worry about. But there should be, you know, a, a better distribution of wealth. And there's some very rich people that are getting away uh, without paying their fair share. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said, we're also open to, uh, you know, taking on debt uh, for the, the province in order to pay for this energy transition. Because, you know, if you think about it, like, what are we better off leaving for future generations, either a financial debt or an environmental debt? If it's up to me, I would say that we should leave them a financial debt because uh, you can't just buy back an environmental debt. You know, mm -hmm. once biodiversity is destroyed, once the climate has already uh, heated up, there's no way to go back in a lot of cases, you know? So uh, I think that we need to, you know, spend this money now to have an energy transition and the future generations would be better served by having, yes, somewhat of a financial debt, but living in a province that's already completed its energy transition and it has a lot of green infrastructure already in place. Are we, are we modeling this after any other countries? Like, have you seen any other countries with this type of structure? I mean, look, there's uh, some countries that are spending, you know, quite, quite a bit of money on environment. But, you know, in my view, there's no country that has put forward, you know, a proposition that's this bold. Okay. So we want to make Quebec a leader, a world leader in the fight uh, for the environment and, and for climate change. Okay. And, and good. So, well, you answered my second question at the same time because I was like, 500 billion. Who's paying for that? Because uh, it, it seems like a, a pretty big bill, but now I get it. And I'll, I'll share a little nugget. I feel on that education in terms of just educating the community on what it really means to be environmental friendly and our connection as beings to the planet. I'm just going to put that out there as a seed for you guys as you're as you're going through this whole thing, even just community awareness, letting people understand the correlation between us as human beings um and the actual planet itself i think that would be um that, that'd be a huge little thing right because it's easy to lose track of right we're living in this concrete jungle and everything we're far away from agricultural fields we get our water through the tap and you know don't uh, think too much about uh, how it got to us or, or what happens with our waste when we're finished but yeah, you know th this lifestyle that we have in the city is dependent on you know a lot of uh, resources and exploitation from you know, beyond the city and from beyond the country as well, right? Like we're consuming stuff made uh, in China a lot of the time and this sort of thing. So, um, you know, everything that we eat, everything that we consume has environmental impact, you know, I mean, rather than having things like, you know, local greenhouses, they're run by communities in, in, in each neighborhood. In the winter, we're importing fruits and vegetables from California. We're sending them up in trucks, putting out all kinds of emissions to, hmm. to get them up here. So, that's it. People are linked to the environment, you know, whether you live in a city or not. And there are limits to what the environment uh, can can deliver in terms of services. And that's why we need to make sure that, you know, we, we live sustainably and that we have government policies in place to make sure that, you know, we don't reach the limits of the planet and we don't end up, you know, having to go without food or without clean water or that sort of thing, not just now, but, you know, in 
in decades and in the centuries to come. I get it, and that, and that, and that makes sense. So now, um, so we'll 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 segue a little bit. So from because as we're talking food and the cost of the cost of food, now we're we're blessed as the OFC. We just got our our first four season greenhouse that we're setting up at our retreat. So we're going to be able to grow food, fresh food for our members throughout the year. So we're really excited about that, and and there's a need for it because the fact that cost of living has increased drastically. Um, now. There's two things you had. One, I want to know how what the Green Party's plan is to help us with that, because again, it's it's just it, like our wages have not increased, but everything else has. Um, and also, if we on the same note, if we could also talk about this ownership when we talk about owning apartments, I'm not too sure exactly what I mean, what you mean by that. So I'm curious about those. Two yeah. Things. Well, first of all, congratulations on the greenhouse project. There, it's really great uh, that uh, <laughs> that you're able to get that off the ground and up and running, and you know, able to deliver healthy food to to community members. There's something that's very important, and it's exactly what. The Green Party wants to do all across Quebec in every neighborhood. We want to have uh, greenhouses paid for by the government that run off of hydroelectricity, right, which we already own and we have a surplus of. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way we'll have, you know, a way to, to tackle several issues at a time. For one, we'll have food security. Uh, we'll be able to decrease the cost of groceries uh, for people. We'll be able to transmit knowledge about uh, growing uh, plants to uh to people of all ages, really, and we'll yeah. be able to also to bring communities together, you know, around these projects and you have people from all ages be able to do volunteer work and to be able to participate in such a program so that we call it our national greenhouse uh, strategy. Um, so, so that's, uh, that's really important and it would, it would come and, and support, you know, uh, projects like the one that you're doing and really multiply the number of them have them a little bit everywhere in Quebec. Um, on the issue of housing, uh, we've got a really, really bold housing policy that goes much further from any other political party in Quebec. Mm -hmm. Basically, what we're saying is that we would pass a law that you're not allowed to own more than 10 rental units. Okay. So, so oh, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm understanding. So me as a real estate um, owner, let's say I'm an investor, I cannot own more than 10 rental properties now just to make sure i'm clear now uh rental properties could be duplex triplex fiveplexes now units. yeah so yeah i was going to say so that that means so within my building i can't have more than 10 doors like i can't have or does that exactly. mean like i can't have more than 10 duplexes for example it would be uh, 10 doors right so oh wow that's yeah. okay and, oh, and okay. basically anything that is above that would be expropriated by the government Mm -hmm. The owners would be compensated at the pre-pandemic value for the real estate. Mm -hmm. And then the people who are living in these apartments uh, would have uh, two options. Either they could buy their apartments for the price that the government paid, mm -hmm. or they could continue rent, but with option to buy. Wow. So way, every month when you pay your rent, there's at least a portion, well, a portion could go for maintenance, but the other portion is like the capital. You'd be able to accumulate that. So after renting a place, you know, for 10 or 15 years, well, it would be yours. And wow. what's really incredible about this is that like this program would be revenue neutral for the government because people are already paying their rents. Right. You know? And like we've got this phenomenon where like these rental apartments are being concentrated in the hands of fewer and fewer people. Uh, one of the buildings that I used to live in uh, was 30 units and it used to be run by an old man. It was like a family business type of thing. He took good care of us, you know. Mm -hmm. But then uh, when he sold it, he sold it to a multinational corporation who came in and, you know, we had very affordable rents. And like the multinational, their strategy was they just wait till people leave their apartments. Then once they leave, well, they renovate them and they keep them vacant for a year. And then after one year, you have no more rent control, nothing. So then they're renting them double the price. 
Wow. And meanwhile, the other people who didn't leave, well, the company refuses to fix anything. It's trying to get oh. them out the door. Right. And these are multinational corporations and they come here and we've got people that are paying up to 50% of their income uh, in rent yes, uh, to pay to, you know, either these really rich people or these multinational corporations who will then use that money to acquire more apartment buildings to do the same thing to even more oh. people. Yeah. You know? So like our position at the Green Party of Quebec is that like this business of landlording is not legitimate, you know, it should be mm -hmm. controlled much more tightly. Uh, these people are paying all this money and it's going for rent and it's being used to pay off the mortgage of the owner. And the right. only difference between the owner and the renter is access to capital. That's it. So the government should be able to use our AAA credit rating that we have for Quebec to put the money forward to get these landlords out of the picture and let the people start accumulating a little bit of wealth. You know, it's, it's insane wow. that people will go their whole lives renting and at the end of it have nothing. But the landlords are going to own all these buildings, all these properties. You know, it's a, it's an in, in, injustice. We need to limit the role of capitalism in the housing market. Wow! Like I have to say that. See, I I was not aware of that, and that is that is something huge. I could say that it's, it's like, um, especially for people in the community who, like you had said, have never owned anything, and sometimes, unfortunately, their economic situation um, prevents them from even getting to a point where they could save enough to put a deposit down. So if you're exactly. saying that their rent that they're already paying could start trend um, could become transferred into a rent to own, my God, that's uh, you know that not you're empowering you're empowering the community you're empowering community and creating a, a possible legacy that now you could it's an, it's your apartment now you could but you could still hand it off to your child or whatever the case who then I guess if, if they so wanted they could rent it out themselves later on if they move somewhere else like because i'm 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 super, super practical like that so now i'm thinking down the line yeah, they, they so could now, sell it or they could rent it out to somebody else you know sometimes people live for a certain amount of time in an apartment and they want to build buy like a house that's it be outside of this program right so they could sell their unit or they could rent it to somebody else and like that's one of the reasons why we're only going after uh people who own more than 10 rental units right because you do have some cases where you know, the landlord like lives in the building with the people, takes good care of them and stuff like right. that. You know, we don't have to go after those. We want to go after the people who have many apartments uh, or, or, or many buildings even. And like there's companies that have thousands of apartments in Montreal, you That's know, that they are operating this way and they, they, there has to be some kind of limit to it. And the fact that like these companies are able to come and buy up all these apartments, what makes the price of the apartments go up you know, you have this whole speculation game where then it becomes completely out of reach, you know, and mm -hmm. you've got people like uh, in where I'm living now, uh, you know, pay paying less than a thousand bucks a month for a four and a half, which, you know, people would still say it's quite a bit of money. But mm -hmm. across the street, like at the beginning of the pandemic, they were selling a, a, a four and a half for like five hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, wow. And now it's gone up since then. You know, that was a couple of years ago. So, like, I mean, it, wow. it, it's really incredible you think already a thousand is a lot to pay you know for yeah. an apartment but like how would you accumulate like 550 or maybe seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to purchase an apartment it's insane you know it's like nuts. the minimum wage you know at at, at 14 dollars or so an hour is like less than thirty thousand per year like you have no yeah. chance of no of buying just wow. a regular four and a half apartment like in point saint charles you know it's, <laughs> no it's so, have to be good. changed everything is structured like to benefit like the rich, like the, the the people who have the money to be able to, you know, buy up all these apartment blocks and everything there. They're making money off the backs of the everyday working people. 
or slaving away there to pay their their rent payments every month and getting so right now so the goal um the goal if i'm understanding is to level the playing field so now let me ask it let, let me ask you a couple more tougher questions now so we know that we're dealing with this language situation with with the um with the bill 96 um that came in uh what is what's your guys stance on that us we're strongly opposed to uh, bill 96 and we think that bilingualism is an asset uh, to Quebec and to Montreal and not a, a problem. Like mm -hmm. Bill 96, like it's so ideological because, you know, you've got people like Francois Legault saying that, like the fact that people will go to elementary and high school in French and then decide to go to English CGEP, like afterwards, you know, Francophones go to English CGEP to learn better in English. He says that that's a problem, you know, they mm -hmm. want to limit the rights of Francophones to go to English college, you know, and it's like, what kind of government is ideologically opposed to like learning of languages? You know, I mean, it's it's really incredible. Because so, it's weird because it, it limits our, our ability to do business with the rest of the world. Like it, it handicaps all everybody coming out of Quebec because like it's one like because people coming in they're a lot of them they're bilingual. They're speaking English and French. So to come here and you got it's we're unilingual and we're only speaking French. Um, that's I find that's extremely limiting. Well, that's it. It's like, you know, people like they got really upset that like the CEO of Air Canada, like only speaks English, right, and stuff like that. But what I tell people is like, what well, if you wanted to be a francophone there, certainly that francophone is gonna have to know English as well, you yeah. know, that's it's it. not easier to have a unilingual francophone compared to unilingual anglophone, it has to be somebody that's bilingual. So why would you say we don't want like Quebecois students to learn English or learn a second language? And so Green Party of Quebec, we're directly opposed to this Bill 96. Mm -hmm. And we want, you know, for all elementary and high school students to have 25% of their instruction in a second language, right? So a second language could be English, could be French, could be an indigenous language or international. But we okay. think that fundamentally, like speaking multiple languages is a good thing. And it's an objective that should be pursued. I love that. So now, so one of the things that I had circled here when you were talking um, about being like against racism and being for the people and uh, being a socialist type of group, eco-socialist, um, we have the, we have, we also have the situation where people were discriminated, highly discriminated against um, for not being vaccinated. Um, so this is something that it, it, we did hear a lot of, um, there was a lot of concern from people within the community. Um, and right now, I know like a lot of people are going towards the conservative party because they're one of the parties that were standing up against it. So now, where do where do we stand in terms of the Green Party and the um, and the the, the vaccine man mandates? Okay, well, I mean, look, the Green Party of Quebec and I we supported the different sanitary measures that they put in place, like at the time that they were there, and like we were critical of a lot of them, including like the um, curfew, for example, you know, which I a lot of negative impacts and also the priorities you know where things were done like you know there were times when they were telling us like you're not allowed to have one friend over at your house but like retail shopping was going to be open <laughs> right so, exactly no logic there was no logic like where it's like where especially like because uh, within the OFC we do with so many small businesses so to see them have to close their doors but then you go to Costco or Walmart and they're rampant yeah, and it's like how how does that even fair? How does that make any sense? You have the you have the small business owner in old Montreal or downtown or trying to make their ends meet and they have to close their doors. If not, they're, they're taking risks of getting fines. But then these companies who could afford it, they're able to stay open on top of that. Right. So I, I think that, you know, the, the way that Francois Legault did it was a pro-business approach. You know, I think that like 
sure, there were moments when we had to limit transmission of the virus, right? The hospitals were overflowing, people were getting mm -hmm. sick, people were scared, right? There was mm -hmm. a lot of support in the population at the time for like strong measures. Right. But I think that they should never have like made it so pro-business that yeah, those businesses are open, but you know, if you have one extra person at your house there, you could be a, a big fine, the police can be knocking on your door. It was like a, a pro-business, like pro-police kind of like policy mm -hmm. that they took. And I think that there's a lot of things they could have done to limit transmission, you know, which would have been more intelligent and had less impacts like on, on people's well-being, right? Because there's a lot of people who, you know, yeah, that's it. We didn't want to break the rules, didn't want to have people over to their home when they weren't allowed, but then mm -hmm. end up completely isolated. And, you know, even things like saying, well, if you live by yourself, you, know, you can have one person over. So, okay, great. What if you live with a roommate, you know? Yeah. Like your yes. roommate's not necessarily like your friend and stuff like that, you know? So like there's a lot of stuff like that where it doesn't really make sense, you know? Because it, like, it seemed like we, we it was like we, we, um, put off we put on a band-aid but it, it didn't it didn't it really actually created more problems than anything because now um, as a result like I could tell you firsthand like we're dealing with people who who are suffering from anxiety um, who went through depression by being uh, completely isolated like so you know it, it might have made more sense to, to 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 take a different approach or different measure but now when we're talking about um, people having to be vaccinated in order to operate in society um now, because everybody, the, the word is that once the weather starts to change and, and the and the the powers that be have a little less control or more control over the people because we're, uh, you know, we're, we're inside more, whatever be the case, we're not as out, um, that there is there is talks of, you know, another wave coming out or, you know, making sure that all your vaccines are up to date. So you need like vaccine five, six or seven. Well, I don't know where they're at right now, but I'm just saying like, you know, so if if we're saying that the Green Party isn't in support of the measures once they're in place, are you, so are you saying once the measures come back into place that you guys would still be in support of well, them? Look, I think that like those measures had like a time and a place, right? And like when we were talking about like the vaccine passport and stuff like this, like we didn't have that much data on the vaccine. And like, we were hoping that you would get the two shots and then you would be protected, you know, permanently and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Now, look, it's not the case, you know, I'm up to my fourth vaccine personally, and I, my God, COVID three days after getting my fourth vaccine, right? So, although it wasn't very bad, and I would hope that this vaccine helped it, you know, not be so bad and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but now, like going forward, like it is a lot larger of an ask, you know, to say we're going to have to have like a COVID vaccine every five months versus like you're going to have to get this like twice and then that's going to be it for good. You mm -hmm. know? So I think that like there's a limit, you know, people have a limit. Like we can't expect every member of the society to get a, va a COVID vaccine every five months, you know, even if the scientific data says that like this would, you know, prevent uh, death and disease and that sort of thing. Like, is it reasonable to ask people to get continuous vaccines? Like, I don't think so, you know. That's so, it. And that's what that's, that's why it was important to understand like where like, and again, I'm, <laughs> I'm green, um, <laughs> no pun intended, but in the, in the sense of not knowing how it works, right? Like, um, so once you guys come into power, if, if, if this, if from a national standpoint, there's, they're like, look, this is it. This is something that has to be. Um, it's important to know that our political party is here to fight for the case because it's a lot like we did not feel that they, like as a as a society that it was a fair fight. We did not feel that there was anybody saying that no, like somebody needs to to uh, 
Yeah, and it's not to say to fight against it. It was just for those who were not comfortable with it. There was nobody. Uh, there was nobody at their support. No one supporting them. The people who are like, "Well, I'm not down." So who? Where am I supposed to turn? There were there were nobody to turn to. There was no no group saying, "Well, like we are opposed to this or whatever be the case." So that's why it's yeah. really important. And I mean, look, the Conservative Party of Quebec, you know, picked up on a lot of that discontent and everything. But I think also that like the Conservative Party went like really too far. Like I've heard Eric Zem say stuff like. Oh, well, we know that the COVID measures are going to be in place even after the virus, you know, suggesting that the measures had nothing to do with the virus, stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's like that, that that's much too too far. It's inaccurate, you know, and I think that the Conservative Party like capitalized like on this political opportunity, you know, to speak against the measures, but that they, you know, played into like some pretty serious like conspiracy theories and that sort of thing, like mm -hmm. in order to get themselves attention and, you know, to to see also that their leader is vaccinated, right? But then to be going and like talking against the vaccines and stuff like, I don't know, I don't, I didn't like really appreciate like their approach to it. And I think that like they're insincere and that they're trying to like exploit like uh, th this issue, you know, and it's not to say that like people's concerns aren't, aren't legitimate or don't need to be listened to, but like the way that the conservative party has gone out of their way to capitalize on this, I think is, is problematic. And but things have also changed, you know, like mm -hmm. now it's not, we're not in the same like phase of the pandemic that we were like when these measures were put in and like when they were, the measures were put in, like they were a lot more popular then than they are now. Definitely. No, and I, and I, you're absolutely right. And I think where my heart goes out is because there, I, I know, I know personally that there are still um, some people, mainly elders that are still living in this extreme fear, which is, I find that so sad and disappointing because they've stopped living. Like they don't, like they're, they they have absorbed so much of what the media has put out is that they are living in a state of fear, but it is what it is. Like, and hopefully we're, like, we'll see once the season changes that, you know, hopefully the energy starts to change and whatnot. So I have two more, um, two more things, two more questions for you guys before we wrap up. Okay. And, and and we're wrapping so and actually well one is more just um your opinions i guess or giving you an opportunity to 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 show what is different between your party and the others um and if you want you could totally bash the other parties this is now yeah. just a platform it's time for you to do it um like because i know one of the things that came up that was weird is that the liberal party being the party that brought up the bill 96 i found that was weird because uh, they've been the party that's you know, the majority of the English community has been supporting liberal parties for a long time. So I don't know if you guys have a say on that or, you know, you can if you, you know. Yeah, sure. So look, like the Green Party of Quebec, there is sort of a mix between like the Liberal Party of Quebec and like Quebec Solidaire, right? Like mm -hmm. we have a lot in common with the Liberal Party with respect to, you know, inclusive identity politics and defending minorities and that sort of thing. Although, you know, they haven't stayed true to their principles like in this election and are now like siding with sort of these, this right-wing nationalism and these calls like to limit like, you know, English and take away rights and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, like we have a lot of common points with Quebec Solidarity in terms of uh, social justice and in terms of the, the different priorities that we put forward. But with Quebec Solidarity, like we go much further than them uh, on a lot of things, you know, whether it's the environment, or social justice or the housing policy that I described earlier, like this stuff is like way further ahead than, than Quebec Solidaire, who's trying to sort of come to the middle and appear to be like more reasonable or something like that. Mm -hmm. right. but, so us are more of an activist party, you know, we stick true to our principles a little bit more. And um, so that's sort of where we, where where we fit in, you know, okay. and 
I think that the Green Party of Quebec is the best party because we're the original Green Party, right? We've always stood up for our values of the environment and social justice. Like we've got a great team of candidates. There are a huge amount of diversity, more so than any other uh, Green Party, like in Canada at any other time. And um, and that's it. And we're staying for so, our values. We're speaking out on these issues. And, uh, well, so this is good. And, and actually, so I, what you just said is a perfect segue for me before, for this for this last thing I want to bring up. And it's, it's more of, um, I guess, how can the community help? And I put it out to you that way because I, I've said it on my show multiple times that although I am I'm green at heart and I do feel like this is like the, the Green Party has has our best interests um, at heart when it comes, especially those who are who care about the environment, but understanding how politics works, the Green Party just never seems to have a chance. If I'm going to be completely honest, it just always seems like we're the super underdog and we're trying to make our way out. So like, why is that and how and what what can be done to 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 help to change that? I'll tell you one thing that could really help with that is more alternative media, like uh, like the show that you have now. Awesome. Because those big media corporations, they're very difficult to crack, you know, and they it's almost like they want to decide for people. Right. You know? That's what we that that is. If we're going to be very honest, that does seem like what it is. They, I, I even made jokes about it that we only really find out about all the parties when it's voting day. When you show up, you're like, oh my god, just like, it's like, oh, so it's not just conservative and liberal. There's like, okay, there's other ones on here. Great. Yeah, so they want to control what you can and what you can't say, what's acceptable, what's not, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and and they can really, it's incredible. They can go from like, you know, taking some a politician a party leader you know and either putting them up on a huge pedestal and giving like a huge like exposure kind of like they're giving to uh, at hgm or mm -hmm. they can do the opposite and they can really push you down and sort of like pretend as if you don't exist which is what they're doing to to the green party of quebec and i and i don't see why somebody like eric jam you know would be considered like more credible or more newsworthy than Green Party of Quebec, because we have a lot of bold propositions and everything, and people care about the environment, they care about social justice, and they care about inclusive uh, Quebec, you know, so why is it that the media has decided that, like, the Conservative Party is credible and deserves attention and the Green Party is not, you know, it's really yeah. incredible, and that's one of the things that can be sometimes frustrating, you know, about my my job here is that, you know, you, you see, like, this power structure in place and like all the tentacles of the system that deployed during election period, you know, to preserve the status quo and to limit the speed of change in society, it's 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 really incredible. Um, so the, the, those are some of the challenges that are facing the the Green Party. But at the same time, like you never know when things can change, right? Like I used to volunteer for the NDP with Jack Layton, and we had like this huge wave where, within a period of two weeks, we went from thinking we'd have maybe one seat in Quebec to having like eighty percent of them. Wow. In their 20s and stuff like that, being elected to parliament, but never expected to have a chance of winning whatsoever. So, you know, I think that things can change like quite a bit. And like our role in the Green Party is to present an alternative, you know, and make sure that that alternative is on the ballot, that it has the most developed platform uh, possible. And uh, that if people vote for us, we'll be there to to elect them. And we also have the role of influencing uh, the debate like there's a lot of policies that we've developed in green party of quebec which you know have gone on to be adopted by the other parties and this sort of thing so uh that's it our role is to influence the debate and provide an alternative mm -hmm. and to inject some positive energy into the democratic process you know so it's always just yeah. the same thing over and over again people lose interest they don't want to vote this sort of thing particularly young people like we've got a lot of young candidates i think if people young people look at who's running the election and they see people in their 
in their 20s that are putting their name forward, their face on a sign, they're doing it, well, maybe they'd be a little bit, you know, more interested in voting and, and coming to debates and, 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 you know, informing themselves about the election. Man, this has been great, Alex. Like, I really, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. I know it's super busy. There's a lot of things going on. But to be able to connect with us, can they be able to connect with community has been huge. So now, if people want to find out more, if they want to connect with the party, they want to support, become a member, donate, how do they do all those things? So the, the best thing to do is go to our website, uh, pbq.qc.ca, like Participer Quebec. Okay. On there, you'll find our platform. It's called the New Green Plan. It's a, a document. It's about 45 pages or so. You can look through and check check whatever issue you know interests you. We have policies on all of the issues. Uh, so that's really interesting. People can also become uh, members on our website. It's completely free. Uh, you'll be added to a mailing list. You have the updates and that sort of thing. And uh, there's a lot of opportunity in the Green Party. You know, we're going to be looking for candidates in the next election, for example. And uh, there's, there's a lot of ways to get involved. So I really encourage people to take a look at our website. And if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, if they have questions or that sort of thing, you can easily find my email address on the website, or you can also uh, reach out to me on Facebook. Amazing. Yeah, you are super accessible. So we thank you for that. Guys, this has been another awesome, awesome segment of Parley with the People. We are on here with Alex Terrell, the leader of the Green Party. That's the Parti Val du Québec. Um, they're just here doing their thing and fighting for the planet and fighting for the people. So we thank them again for doing it. Again, Alex, I thank you for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. Kings and Queens, this was the Empower Hour with Farrell Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. Subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.